0: It's time It's, time. it's time. T- time! for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's
1: former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. Ten, five, victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Stars. Star. Star. Welcome to the Love of the Star, Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And boy, we are we are here to review the ass-kicking Brian Broaddus that uh we both kind of suspected it would be. This is a dominant 49 to 17 victory for the Cowboys, probably not even that close uh in reality. This is a game where it felt like if Dallas wanted to just keep on the gas all four quarters, and if Dallas doesn't have a goal-to-go situation that they can't convert and they turn over on downs, this genuinely felt like a game the Cowboys could have could have scored 60 points yesterday.
0: No, you're right about that, Bobby. I mean, it was a it was one of those games where um everything seemed to work correctly when it came to offensive football uh, and you're dealing with a rookie quarterback, making his first start that was really indecisive. When you, when you study the tape, uh, it, it, you're going to see how indecisive DeVito really, really was. There was a couple of times where uh, Dallas, is, Dallas was able to get sacks uh, because I mean, th- th- DeVito misses a pivot route to Robinson. The ball's got to be out three-step drop. I mean, how often do you get a sack on a three-step drop? It, right. And I know it happens, but, it's in not this common. particular, yeah, it's not a common thing, and, and they did a great job of uh, of covering up what they had to do. They put a lot of pressure. They knew the Giants' offensive line was compromised. There were times throughout the game where the tackle Thomas was out. He was back in. They had to move Pugh, the guard, out to tackle, and Phillips at right tackle just was really no match for anybody that was out there. Uh, against him. I mean, he struggled with that the whole time. John Michael Smith's the center had some problems. Um, so great game defensively for the Cowboys and in, in, in really getting after a rookie quarterback making his first start. Offensively, as you mentioned, everything worked out perfectly for Dallas. There were some really good route combinations that they had. Um, Dak was spot on with what he saw. The only one was the the uh, the interception where he didn't see Flot out of a zone coverage situation. Yeah, let's, let's
1: just get that one out of the way. It's going to be very positive. Let's just get the interception out of the way. Yeah. What what happened on that play?
0: Yeah, it, it, but they were they were in zone coverage, and then uh, Flot's man runs inside, so he just settles in a zone. And what happens is they try and run the route behind the and they they try and run the route behind the in breaking route, and flot just never moved. If it's man coverage, he's going inside. And there's probably that opening for the ball to be thrown. And unfortunately for Dak, you know, it was it was just a one pass. I mean, sure, I, I'm sure he'd love to have it back where it was. I know people are probably going to jump us for talking about on a a, a a day where they stomped him offensively that we're talking about we're a just, Dak. We're just,
1: get, we're just getting the one out of the way. Just getting the look, one, one the, play that's out of the, the way. One, oh, that's the,
0: only one. Nobody, that is the nobody, only one.
1: No one ever has to question if I'm a yeah, fan of Dak you, Prescott. You guys know yeah. that. So if I'll you, just, I'll say this. Those are the interceptions that we've talked about before. Those are the ones that those, most the would, to, those, those are the, the ones, ones that Dak yeah. most frequently are his fault. Right. And he would probably tell you he right. gets, he gets focused in, he gets lasered right. in, and it's just, he almost just, he gets tunnel vision and he doesn't see the right. squatting defender. That's that's right. what's burned him but in Green Bay, Washington over the years. That's just, those are the picks that are his fault typically. But other than that, Sterling perfect. performance.
0: Yeah, perfect. I mean, if you, if you look at the balls that were thrown throughout the day, Uh, that the, really the, the prayer ball, the the Tolo ball that he threw to, uh, uh, the YOLO ball, not the Tolo ball. (laughs) (laughs) The Dolo, what's it? YOLO ball. YOLO.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Tolo ball, which, uh, one Oh five, three, the fan is what we're uh, familiar with all the time, but the YOLO ball that he threw, um, really like it, it was, it was a funny, it was a funny pass because. Steel. And by the way, Steel had a, a much better game pass protecting Thibodeau several times. Thibodeau has had some games. He's got eight and a half sacks. This guy's not a not a slappy when it comes to rushing the passer. Yep. and both tackles did a really nice job of handling that inside. Man, having to deal with Lawrence was not easy. Those three, those those guards and center. That was a that was an all day affair dealing with that. But the ball, the the Yolo ball that he threw down. It's it's funny because Steele takes his man and takes and and, Ojolari, and pins ojalari wide. So there's a little bit of a gap there. And Dak takes a step up like he's gonna run because he's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get what I can out of this. Yep. And then for some reason, the something touches him. I mean, touches him in a way of like, wait a minute, I'm about to make a play here. So he steps up and then steps back. And now Steele's kind of like, whoa, bro, what are you doing here? And you know, he kind of yeah. still kind of got Ojolari taken care of, but there's pressure and Dak really off his off his back foot just heaves it. I mean, and which and, he
1: he said in the post game, he said he's like, I'll be honest, you guys, he's like, I was trying to throw it away.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's
1: like, CD's just that good.
0: Well, CD the way CD had Holmes beat on the route. I mean, up the field, he really had him beat, and then Holmes never saw the ball. And he comes back, you know, comes back to the ball as it's sort of floating down the field. And you're like going, oh, okay, I see either Dak. I can say it was either it was a it was one of those brilliant plays or it was one of those like Dak admitted that he was trying to throw it away. But great job by Lamb coming back for the for the ball. Him uh, really all the guys, all the receivers did a really fine job yesterday with the routes. Really good combinations. Um, with how they were able to get guys open. We've seen those deep crossers that have got Cooks. Sometimes it gets covered, but other times, you know, Cooks is, you know, wide open on the play. Yesterday, he was wide open. Dak found him a couple of different times. Protection was outstanding. Uh, running game will be an interesting thing, I'm sure, that you and I will get to in a little yes, bit.
1: Yes, yeah, because there were, there were a lot of interesting parts. Let, let's start with the usage of Pollard and Dowdle really quickly. Um, mm. Dowdle had a really good game. Pollard was not bad uh, when he was carrying the ball. I mean, there were some frustrations earlier, but he had a couple nice runs in the game where he was, you know, made some guys miss, played with some power. But, man, you're seeing right now for for all the discussion, and, and look, I, I don't mean to dunk on anybody here, but, look, when when you guys were, not everybody, but when there were people asking us during training camp, like, well, why, do, why would they pick Dowdle over Malik Davis? And we kept trying to tell you they love Dowdle. Dowdle has just never been healthy for them. Right. But this is a guy that back in 2020, they had a plan for him to be somebody that they would use. They, they are, they have always really, really liked him. And, and you're finally starting to see it's good for him. He's healthy. Finally, he's able to contribute and you can see what he's, he can do. He is a, you know, a uh, bruising runner. He's somebody who who plays with some elusiveness. He's got some juice. He, he's a really good player and, and one that the Cowboys are going to be able to use, but we had seen. Jerry Jones talked about last Tuesday on 105 through the fan about had basically inferred that maybe they get Pollard going a little bit more in the passing game, or maybe they look to use him a little differently. And Brian, I was just looking at the uh, alignment numbers for Pollard. Pollard played 12 snaps at receiver yesterday. That right. is by far the most that he's played this year. Uh, and there were instances of, you know, Pollard out there at receiver and Dowdle is the single back. Um, right. They did some interesting stuff. You know, it's funny. We, I think we talked about it on Friday. We said, well, Hey, look, um you know if you if you want to try and do some different things for cooks do you line him up in the backfield there were a couple times where he didn't take the snap in the backfield but yeah. he'd be lined he up and motion out. they had some yeah. uh they had the uh what was the full house with him full at house. one point and he got mm-hmm. motioned out and so they, right. they did some different things with him yesterday but some interesting stuff going on in the running game overall just your takeaways on pollard versus dowdle in this game yeah
0: you're absolutely right about pollard at, uh, excuse me dowdle and his ability to run with power that that's something that's very very clear there, there there was an issue yesterday with with Pollard, and I think the issue with him is that there there are times where he's run against some heavy box and they just can't get the guy they 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 cannot get the extra guy you know that uh, whether it's that linebacker or safety somebody that comes down there. And it's the eighth guy, and all of a sudden now they have to deal with that. They can't account for the last guy, and Pollard is not able to make the last guy miss, or the eighth guy miss, or the heavy box guy miss. Yeah. And there were several times they had a hard time dealing with uh, with with Dexter Lawrence yesterday. Uh, and, and and I give, I mean, I give Biadish a lot of credit for fighting as hard as he did. Zach Martin got knocked around a little bit yesterday by yeah. Dexter Lawrence it's just hard inside with him to have to deal with a guy that just pushes you and bullies you but there there were there were several times and I know that our listeners they they're they're into it they watch tape they they they, they try and learn things when you do sit down and see if even if you re- replay and watch the game on you know the game pass stuff or whatever uh on TV the condensed version stuff you're gonna see that there were a lot of times where pollard just really didn't have anywhere to go yeah. It just, it was, it was, uh, I always tell this story about, uh, you know, tough sledding. When we talk about scouting, uh, he's backs, so it's tough sledding out there. Well, it was some tough sledding yesterday, uh, for Pollard. And I think there's some things about Pollard that we're starting to learn. I mean, you know, get him, we always talk about two and through the hole yesterday. They, they, got him only a couple of times where he was able to make a cut behind, Yeah. uh, the, you know, the, I mean, he, he read it quick and then was able to make that cut behind Biotish uh, to get some yards, to get forward on some uh, – to get some forward uh, progress. Other than that, you know, there were some people that were kind of talking about that maybe Tony Pollard needs to be a little bit more patient, you know, running. But he Pollard, also may- –
1: Pollard said that after the bye week. He, he mentioned might, that after the bye.
0: He might, be, he might be feeling like that if I don't get to and through the hole, I'm not going to get to through the hole. You know, maybe he's trying to read things a little bit faster – than he needs be but they 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 had a they had a play bobby where and we've seen this before and you know schoonmaker my guy he gets he gets stalemated at the point of attack they're trying to pull they're trying to pull be oddish to the to the right he gets knocked down and then what happens is you got tyron smith trailing behind him that's going to try and get up on the second level well what happens is you get schoonmaker gets stalemated you get uh, Biotis gets knocked down, and now Tyron Smith's got nowhere to go, and now the play is already—you know—everything is all kind of effed up. Pardon my expression behind the behind all the blocks. Yeah, and so now Pollard's got nowhere to go. So, so there—it's—it's it's not just an excuse. I'm not trying to—you know—I'm not trying to make excuses for Pollard, but man, it's a little bit like Brandon Cooks. You know, when it goes, it looks really pretty. When it doesn't go, it's usually not not their fault. It's generally they can't get somebody taken care of. And and you'll see it. You'll go back. Everybody will go back and watch. I specifically this morning uh, went back early, early, early this morning and watched all Pollard's runs. And it's a common thread throughout. When it's open, he can see it. He gets through it. When it's just he's trying to get there, it gets closed. And there's a lot of things going on, a lot of clutter, a lot of muddy runs for him at that point of attack.
1: You mentioned uh, it's a lot like Brandon Cooks there. Brandon Cooks, yeah. of course, yesterday was uh, the the star uh, performer outside of Dak Prescott. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of star performers yesterday, but yeah. that's the guy who it was most critical to see him getting going. Uh, so before we dive into that, I want to remind you guys, this is the Love the Star podcast. You can find the Love the Star podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brian, uh, as much as, as Mike McCarthy seemed to say, you know, he had the line of, I don't play fantasy football and, you know, I'm, you know, we, we play to the discipline of the quarterback team,
0: fantasy uh, team played pretty well yesterday. You know what? Like uh,
1: it. you know that, that, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think you were playing to the discipline on of the uh, quarterback on snap uh, one on uh, snap uh, one. You were saying we're getting Brandon cooks the ball it, yeah. and it was a four yard quick strike, but yeah. there was a concerted effort to get him the ball yesterday, Brian, uh, it, it reminded me a little bit of – um. you remember last year against Chicago when there was a lot of chatter starting to build about what's wrong with Gallup? Why is Gallup, Gallup not yeah. back? And they came out and they threw him the ball three times on the opening drive, and they made a, a, a point of get him the ball, get him the ball, get him the ball, build his confidence. Same sort of thing is what it felt like uh, in this game with Brandon Cooks. He had 165 yards receiving heading into yesterday, Brian. He had 173 in the game, so eight more yards in this game than he had through eight games before that. Um, he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. um you know they th- this is in all reality we talked about it this is an awful Giants team an awful Giants defense um I I'll be honest Brian I was I was chatting with some people and I was saying this, one of the five worst teams I can remember watching in in recent memory like like they're bad they they just yeah. it, it's it's really fallen apart for them and I understand they've had some injuries and some other different things but man that's good that's gonna be that team is not close in their rebuild. They're they're they've got a lot of things that they need to fix, um, but Brandon Cooks takes advantage of it. Ceedee Lamb takes advantage of it. Dak Prescott takes advantage of it. Uh, everybody was good yesterday, like you said. The receivers were good yesterday. Gallup, Cooks, uh, Lamb, Jalen Brooks looked pretty good uh, out there. A Couple and, nice and, little
0: routes. Yeah, getting and open. Brooks was
1: Brooks was a guy who uh, you know impressed us in training camp. He was always yeah. this guy who made tough catches and made plays. And he did that yesterday in the little bit of run he got really in the second half. Um, but Brian, what stood out to you when you looked at the tape in terms of what they did with cooks, did they do anything different other than just say we're getting him the ball? Was it, was it just the, the attention to getting him the football or do you think they did some different things or is this just a function of you were playing the Giants, and I, the you Giants know, are really
0: bad? Yeah, I think, I think it's a function of how they ran their offense yesterday, Bob. Uh, and and you're absolutely right. There was some initial, uh, let's get Cooks the ball, but you know, we haven't, when's please help me here, Bobby, because my memory about to be a 60 year old man, when have we seen a vertical route to Cooks? When have we just seen a straight slot run vertical route? That like that, that they compete they completed yesterday.
1: I yeah, I don't remember. We talked we about that on the one. pregame show too. Yeah, we haven't just, seen one. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, send just him do on it. it.
0: Yeah, they're they're just sending. I guess that's a soccer term, right? Just send it. Just send it. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go. And and you know, we we saw that. We the, the deep crossers were there for him. The separation was there. Uh, the stuff that he ran, the the out stuff that he did was there. He he had one of those days where Every route that he was able to execute against that secondary was gold for him. And yeah. I, I, like I say, I w- I've been waiting all year to see him just run a vertical route, and we boy, we got one. I mean, we got a we got one that he made a huge play on. We got a deep over that that he's that's kind of his route that he runs to just finally got him the ball. So I think Brandon Cooks has been that guy. I just think yesterday the offense lent itself to. Getting everybody the ball. How, I mean, we go a whole half without Michael Gallup getting a ball, and then all of a sudden, what did he do? He makes a touchdown catch.
1: Yeah, his two, two catches I mean. yesterday—the touchdown catch and yeah. then the the going up forward high point. Yeah, with Cooper Rush, those were two good two good two plays good you plays. want to see from him.
0: Absolutely, like, absolutely. What absolutely.
1: is when we, when you look at the offense the last four weeks, which is when the passing game has really taken off here? Mm-hmm. Is this? Do you see? Time on task and reps, and and that's the difference. Or do you see no they're working concepts in that just were not in there the first five weeks of the season?
0: Man, it seems like to me in my quarterback's eyes are really downfield now. You know, it's not, it's not the it's remember there was a time where where Richardson, the the quarterback with the uh, Colts. Yeah, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, he and Dak had the lowest. Uh, completion percentage or 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 route air yards air yeah air yards remember it was just it was awful it was like Dak was at 5.3 or some ridiculous number like that and you're like going man this doesn't seem to be very conducive to how Dak Prescott needs to play football now i get it they don't want him to turn the ball over okay well you know what i don't want him to keep throwing the ball 5 yards every damn time either too yeah. you know as a fan you're like well stop it i mean so you know, I, I you know we, we're seeing. I, I tell you what, Bob, we're seeing far less slants. You know, remember how early in the year it seemed like slant
1: flats, slant flats. Flat. Yeah,
0: just everything, every combination. Now you watch them play, and there's 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 three man routes. There's three man combinations. There's 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 one guy driving inside. There's a. I'm I'm trying to think of the on the touchdown. Let me go back. I have my notes. I'll pull my notes up from this thing. But there was a time where they, when they ran one of their, one of the touchdowns, uh, they, they had a, okay, here, here it is. The, 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 there was like a, okay, there was on the goal line. They try, this is what come of some of the routes that they had. They ran a goal line, the goal line pass to Lamb. They try and run a double pick inside for Lamb into the flat. You know, you get Cooks, Tolbert, those guys. Okay. So here you're trying to pick. They run another goal line plat, a pass, a combo route with Pollard in the flat, Kirk's on the curl and then Ferguson to the corner Dak just kind of overthrows the ball there. So, I mean, they're they're trying, you know, they're trying to uh they're trying to find ways to run these routes in order to uh in order to get uh you know, get their receivers open. It's just not the flat, it's just not slants. Yeah. You know, we we've seen we've seen so many uh, you know, so many things. I I'm going back in my notes on the Cooks touchdown. I said, nice read by Prescott. Understanding the matchup, Cooks runs a corner on Flot uh excuse me, Tolbert runs a pivot, but is covered. Ferguson runs a stutter release where he goes up and he fakes inside. It's kind of that old Jason Witten route. Remember yeah, where Witten used to nod inside and then everybody's thinking he's going inside. Yeah, a little or Y option. Yeah, but but it's but it's up the field, so he's yeah. going to nod yeah. inside and stutter a little bit. But th- but that thing is get it gets covered. And see here they are. The Giants are going to have a two man rush. They're going to drop nine, but where does Prescott go to the ball? He goes to the open guy. Cooks gets in the corner on flat, and he understands that. And boom, that's where the ball goes. That's what we're starting to see from the Cowboys now. That's what we're starting to. We're seeing combinations of routes, but the routes are carrying them down the field. You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I am uh, the uh, C. D. Lamb had a wheel route. I'm reading about here. I remember mm-hmm. from the notes. Flot and Banks have uh, mixed up in coverage. Bank thinks Flott has Lamb as he motions out, but but inside uh Banks and Flot double cooks, leaving Lamb wide open along the sidelines. That was the one where Dak Prescott kind of uh kind of pointed to Lamb to keep running. Yeah. If the ball's out in front, it's a touchdown. That's a 30-yard gain right there. You know, but there's your combination again. There's your combination of 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 when you got a wheel. And then you've got the both defenders jump cooks on his route, leaving Lamb wide open. We're starting to see far more of that, which is resulting in some really massive plays for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. And look, during the Kellen Moore years, Dak Prescott became really comfortable throwing the deep crossers. That became something that he was a a big fan of, of working. That was something that he would hit CeeDee Lamb on frequently. Uh that that was a a big gainer for them. And we're starting to see more of those. I don't think it's just some people are probably wondering, okay, are they throwing these now or is it they're running these now? And I think what you are seeing is it's become something that's in, you know, it, it's in the game plan. I don't, there, there was a lot of regimented stuff the first five weeks of the season where it was just yeah. boom, boom, you're on your back foot throw. Like, like it was, it, yeah. it was very timed out that way. And they still have that in there. It's definitely in the offense. I think the, was it the first one he hit to CD? He hit CD on a slant early in the game. And that was right. threaded the needle. That was classic. Yeah, ride. they one, ran. Two, they three, ran. Boom. Yeah.
0: Ferguson, they went. Ferguson went on an out. So all of a sudden they were trying to kind of pick something. But Ferguson went on the out and then Lamb went inside, went inside the, the you know, as Ferguson crossed lamb is inside and there's the ball right there. So yeah, there was, and that's that's there's your, there's your slant flat. That's the classic. But, yeah, that's yeah. the
1: classic boom, boom. Yeah. You you hit that drop and then you throw the ball and then yeah. and that's the way it's supposed to work. The way you saw it there was because the footwork and the timing and everything mm-hmm. allowed you to just thread the needle. That's that's what the West Coast offense is supposed to look like is that that's a great example of it that play oh. right there.
0: Yeah, Let but me real, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, ahead Bob. I'm go, no no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so so but, that but,
1: that's what it's supposed to look like there. But so those concepts are still in there. It's just it's not the only thing they're doing. I think this is just my conspiracy theory. Brian <laughs> is that after the San Francisco game when we've heard Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb Lamb kinda, loses mind. They kind of aired things out. I don't think in a negative way either. Like he yeah. was frustrated, no doubt. But I think they aired things out and said. Hey like you know let's let's figure some things out here and and I think that what you what you're seeing right now is in all likelihood some some player input is is being is being more heavily weighted and included in some of these passing concepts
0: well, maybe, too, you get, you know, maybe Brian Schottenheimer studying some other people's tape, too, or coming up with some ideas as well because it complete, it looks like a completely different offense throwing the football. If I could circle back, Bobby, again, because yeah. I have my notes in front of me, the Cooks go route. Cooks is lined up on the slot against Holmes again. No safety help in the middle of the field. It's just one-on-one. Cooks wins off the line, is able to gain separation. Pollard did a great job across in the pocket to pick up McFadden on the blitz. Yep. And that gives Prescott the opportunity to lay the ball out for Cooks. That's a 34-yard gain. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen that one to Cooks. And we mentioned it early. We haven't seen that use your speed, win one-on-one, no safety help in the middle of the field. You know, that's that's your quarterback and your play caller being in their bag right there. Like Dak sees that. He sees the safety is over to cheated to his left. Okay, there's an opportunity to throw the ball on the up the right hash he's got the guy that could do it cuz he knows the guy can win one on one that that's the kind of stuff that, that I think that we've seen from Cooks but they just haven't been able to get to it like they did yesterday
1: which it's uh you know it's funny when they were running that route where where we're up in the press box we're kind yeah. of cornered angled so they were on the far side of the field they they were they right. were on the other end of the field uh, at like the 10 or something like that and Brian when i saw that route get when I saw the ball get thrown on him running that I was like oh this is about to be a 90 yard touchdown yeah I I was certain Cooks was gonna catch that and was gonna that was a beautiful like beautiful throw caught it great but I mean I I think he was just a little step away from if he doesn't well Holmes did a good
0: job attacking him right yeah Yeah, that's on Holmes
1: that's not nobody on Dallas that's yeah that's that's one-on-one that was a good play but when the ball was released I was like oh this is gonna be six here so yeah they've had a lot of success now I think you are seeing they're working not necessarily the middle not between the hashes but they're working between the numbers more especially down the field between the hashes they're not throwing a ton um but i mean that's still a little bit more of a narrow part of the field anyway Uh, but between the numbers they are they are throwing the ball more if you look at the first couple weeks of the season anything that was between the numbers was inside of 10 yards right any sort of any sort of Shots they wanted to take, push the ball downfield at all was always outside the numbers. Now what you're seeing is that they're willing to play within that middle third of the field, and I think that for all the the things that you know Dak Prescott they, they're they're trying to avoid in terms of turnovers, interceptions, things like that. Um, I, I think that that's where you have to live with the good and the bad because yeah. there's too much good for Dak in between the numbers to just cut it out.
0: Oh no, there's no, there's no question about that. I mean, I, I think you, I think you totally nailed it. I was reading again. Uh, one of the uh, cooks had a crossing route we were talking about earlier for 25 yards. Cooks right to left goes behind two clear out routes by Gallup and Lamb. There you go. You know, here we are. They're they're worried now about about Lamb because he's torching him. Gallup is you know working hard to try and get open at this point. McLeod's playing man coverage. He can't stay with Cooks across the field and Prescott rolls to his left he squares his shoulders and hits at and, and and hits cooks on the move 25 yard gain that's the kind of that's that's what this team is capable of doing a lot they and and i think this is what we've seen i i keep saying this and I apologize to everybody out there listening but we've seen cooks with the crossing routes before they just haven't got him the ball like this you know they haven't and he's been running routes like this it's just yesterday was a great day for him with working against this giant secondary and and Dak was able to kind of, you know, get him involved with the offense. Uh,
1: CeeDee Lamb, of course, had another great day. He is the uh, first receiver in NFL history with three straight games of 10 catches and at least 150 yards receiving. He's playing really well. Brian, before we get to our mailbag here, uh, how many receivers right now, if you're building a team, do you take over CeeDee Lamb?
0: Just right now? Yeah. Uh, You know, I, I love my LSU kids, right? Yeah. My, but my, my my LSU kids aren't healthy right now. I, I think you would be hard pressed the last four games not to have CeeDee Lamb as one of the guys. I mean, it doesn't matter with him, man, zone. It doesn't matter. Uh he is I mean, he hell he made I made like a, a nine yard catch where he was almost like a soccer goalie. You know, sometimes like he uh he he curled back to the inside. Well actually he was curled to the outside. Well, that'd be curling, he curled in and then had to adjust out to make the ball but he was like instead of like trying to cradle it he caught the ball with both hands up on top you know and it was like he went to his left caught the ball i I was like okay man this guy is i mean he's catching the ball six inches off the ground you know strong hand in the ball you know six inches off the ground laying out like a soccer goalie making a save this guy it doesn't matter hit him on the move hit him six inches off the ground uh, you know, he's, he's playing some really special football for you right now.
1: You're listening to the love of the star podcast. The love of the stars and odyssey podcast. You can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia love of the star mailbag. And, uh, we first question right out of the gate is going to kind of be an offshoot of uh, some of the stuff we were just talking about question from Brandon. Uh, how much credit should we give Mike McCarthy for riding with Prescott's arm leading this offense rather than running the ball? It seems like a change of philosophy happened at the bye week. So, Brian, obviously we don't have all the details as to where these changes come from, everything else. Uh, I I mean, you have to give, at the very least, you would have to give credit to McCarthy for potentially accepting feedback and and implementing that. Um, My only question here that I'm not sure of is, I don't know that he. I don't know that Mike McCarthy makes these changes just on his own. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so because of that, I, I don't know. It's t- it's tough for me to say how how much should we give him uh, because I think that
0: I'll give him some credit because I'm usually throwing dirt on Mike McCarthy. I'll give him some credit for listening. How about that? Sure. I'll I'll give him credit for if in fact C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott and 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 uh, Mike Solari and and and. Brian Schottenheimer and all those guys during the players aren't around during the, uh, the buy, the players are gone. You know, it's somebody had to determine when they did their self scout and maybe they, they always talk about the things that they do What they call across the hall. Yep. Maybe where we're coaches, maybe Dan Quinn, you know, across the hall says, man, I could defend you guys pretty easily because this is what you do. You know? And all of a sudden Mike McCarthy goes, really? He goes, yeah. All I have to do is do this. He, They've clearly opened this offense up. They clearly have opened it up. And the beneficiary of it has been your quarterback because I feel like he plays better when it's opened up. Mm-hmm. You know, you, <laughs> thousand times. I'll, I'll give you a dollar for every time I've said it. You'd be able to retire now. Muddy, bloody Dak. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. When he gets a feel for the game being opened up, he plays well. Now, there's some times in you know, some playoff games and some big games where things have kind of gone a little sideways, you know, and, and and those are the times you go, damn, Dak, you know. But yesterday, I mean, only had one moment where I was damn Dak one time <laughs> that yeah. whole game, you know. In the last four games, there hasn't been much damn Dak, you know. I mean, he's he's been the reason why, like I say, y- yeah, you move the ball against the Giants, but damn, you move the ball against the Eagles last week, too you know, and, yeah. and a lot of it has to do with the, the play car. I think is doing a much better job of understanding what he needs to do for his quarterback.
1: Uh, next question here from KMS 22. Uh, I saw Mozzie Smith make back uh, to back plays early in the game yesterday. Has he been progressing on tape slash thoughts on uh, his profession from people in the building? Uh, this is Mozzie Smith yesterday. I thought played one of his better games. Um, and Brian, I know you got a chance to to watch the tape mm-hmm. this morning. How did yeah. you feel about him?
0: Yeah, i will tell you what, Mozzie, There was one time, and the problem, the biggest problem that Mozzie Smith has, is when he's laid off the ball. But there yeah. was one time where he was so laid off the ball that he made a tackle. That it, it's it happened. That it was it was a uh, uh, Saquon Barkley tries to run to his right, and Osa's off the ball quick, and they're kind of up the field, and and they and they're and Mazi is so late that it's almost like the delay helped him get in position when Barkley came from the right side to the left side where where Mozzie was. Yeah. But the 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 biggest that's Mozzie's biggest issue. When Mozzie doesn't get off the ball. And there were a couple of times where the Giants when they scored their touchdown, you know, the the or their first touchdown where they were running the ball. They were having some success. Mozzie got knocked around a little bit there. Mozzie wasn't as square. Mozzie base wasn't as good. But overall though, the numbers are not going to say that Mozzie Smith has been great. And people will say, oh, well, he's a bust and all that. But I, I'm just telling you guys, when Mozzie Smith gets the idea down that he has to come off the ball hard every single snap and he can't take any plays off, and even when he didn't want to take a play off, he could be a little late. But when he, when he plays off with everybody else, when he gets off the ball on the snap count, sees it, Mozzie Smith's a pretty good player. But Mozzie Smith is not a good player when he plays late.
1: Yeah, which is something no, no, that and and that's I, been I a don't problem. Know about you, Brian. Do I? Do you want? Do you kind of? I, I'd have to look back at this and see, but I'm trying to remember that used to be an issue. I remember for. Taco Charlton, I yeah. I remember that as impressive. It's a, of an Michigan, athlete, it's gonna, a Michigan, it's a Michigan thing. Say, they play, an, they as,
0: play. It's the two gap stuff. Well, it's as, it's, a,
1: it's, as it's, impressive as as Rashawn Gary was as an athlete, and he's been a good player. I remember Gary at times had some laid some, off the ball. Was laid off the ball at Michigan. Yeah. Is that just a Michigan thing that you have to break when they I, get here?
0: I think it. I think it has something to do with the scheme that Michigan plays, and I guys really just do. get
1: into those habits.
0: They, you get in, and what happens is when you get you know, your four plays into a drive and now you're a little tired. And what happens? You revert back to some of your old bad habits, you know? And whereas you're like, okay, got to play a technique. Got to get off the ball. Can't be tired. Got to get going here. Got to go. Got oh, I'm tired. I'm off the ball. I'm not, I'm getting blocked. Oh no. And then they take him out and you're like, damn, Mozzie had three really good plays. And then one bad play where you decided that you just didn't want to come off the ball. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to hold water for the Cowboys and the Scouts and all that because I, I want Monsieur Smith to play well because he played well at Michigan. And there, and there are times where you see him play well for the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. His biggest issue is getting off the football. And if you and if you ask anybody over there, they will tell you that's the problem. And when he can when he gets off the football, he's a good football player. When he doesn't, he's like me trying to defend the run. He's just not he's getting blocked and and, and it's not very good.
1: We had a couple questions here, Brian, uh, Garrett, Joe. Uh, I think we had another one in here too. Uh, people basically wanting to know is it is it time to have a tough conversation about Jordan Lewis here, and and is he? Man, is,
0: yeah, look, he yeah. look, he's a. But he's you have a, no choice.
1: He's, you don't. Uh, and you really like, don't. They, they never intended for him to play as much as no, he's playing right now. Absolutely and look, I I will forever have a lot of respect for the competitor that Jordan Lewis is. Yeah um by the way he's
0: okay i got a report last night remember he came off the field they were doing with shoulder and potential concussion thing late report last night about 11 o'clock uh somebody got a hold of me and told me that he's fine was the word fine so we'll see if uh if in fact that that's true today which I think will probably be I was kind of worried about what they were going to do in the nickel in the post game last night
1: Jordan Lewis to me is a is a big culture guy that you need here he's been a good player for you over the years he's never been a great player but man it, pound for pound one of the toughest guys on the football team uh he's he's does not shy away from tackling making plays in the run game he's been a good cover guy for you at times and screw the reality is he is an aging player who's starting to have some injuries. He's coming yeah. off of a serious injury last year. Uh and and that's just kind of, you know, where they're at right now. I I still it it, it is something where you know, if Nashan Wright had has been, would have been healthy during this time and if he would have taken uh you, you know stepped up more like they expected or if Kelvin Joseph hits Jordan Lewis probably isn't here. Um yeah. he he probably is a cap casualty at the end of camp or whatever sure. else. Um yeah. but the reality is they need him and he goes out there and he competes. It's just not always going to be pretty and and Never. he's battling his ass off. Yeah. And like I said I'll always have a lot of respect for him because in 2018 when Chris Richard got here and they basically told him like you you're you're just not going to be able to play here. You're too small. You're you're too small. Yeah. You're you're just not going to be able to to make it here. You're, you remember they were doing things like trying to put him on offense for jet sweeps and stuff. They look who,
0: look who, yeah, he got the last laugh. He's and, still and, here, and they're and, all gone. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's he's lasted six more years here, and so I, yeah. I have a lot of respect for Jordan Lewis. But that's just probably the reality of of where he is. Uh, last question here for you, Brian, and and it's it's again, it's one that a lot of different people asked here. Uh, the Pollard versus Dowdle workload. People are wanting to know, do you think we're heading for a sort of
0: 50-50 split? I think so. I think so. Now, Pollard, if they don't block plays cleanly, Pollard struggles. You know, I mean, he just, he hasn't, he had that ability at one time to make people miss and he just hadn't been able to do that, but they really haven't helped him. I talked about it earlier, Bobby. Titan gets compressed. Pullers get picked off one-on-one. You know, they get picked off and yeah. now Pollard's got nowhere to go. And it's not like that all the time. I mean, he made a couple of cuts behind some really good blocking up front and was able to make some positive yards. There's something about – you saw in that little flip play that that Dowdle had for 21 yards that he was made, he made Ward miss. And I think Dallas blew the blocking scheme on that one. I think Tyron Smith was supposed to get Ward, and he didn't, or they were flipping it off him because it ty- everybody else was moving to their left Tyron Smith was moving to his right, and then he runs into Biadish, and Biadish kind of bumps him up to the second level. And it seems so they had a little bit, maybe maybe Tyron Smith not practicing right there was kind of one of those problems you had, or he, he heard the play wrong in his head. But you see it with Dowdle the ability to take it, to explode, to be physical, to finish. I think. You know Pollard's doing the best he can, and Pollard's done a damn good job as a pass protector. I mean, I never thought I would say those those words, but that's where we're at right yeah, now. Yeah, I, th- I think
1: he's. I honestly, I think it's his awareness. His awareness He's not. He's good in pass. He's protection good. Now. His
0: awareness and vision has helped them save some plays this year. But I think we're going to start seeing if, if teams are going to you know Dallas. Dallas now, can maybe get teams to not play heavy box against them, though. Too by the way they're throwing the ball. Do
1: you, do you think any of it, though? By the way, do you think any of the workload being the way that it was? I mean, maybe we're in that way. But do you think any of it had to do with Turpin wasn't in, so they were subbing Pollard in for Turpin as a receiver?
0: Yeah, I and think so maybe.
1: If, if Turpin's back, does this does it maybe not look as as yeah. even on the carries?
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, by the way, Bobby. Speaking of Turpin not being in, I was worried about the return game yesterday for as many times as I thought the Giants was going to punt, you know, that, that, yeah. that it, I, I don't think Deuce Vaughn is very comfortable returning.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's just they coming the, up and catching the punts. Yeah, I don't think he, it looks, yeah, I don't think, he does I don't the best
0: think, he can. I don't he think he's
1: afraid to of the contact. I don't think he's it, afraid of, it, of getting If you in could it.
0: hand him the ball and then let him run, he would be far better at
1: that. Yeah, he, he had a nice little, he caught a pass and fought for yeah. like five extra yards yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he he'll, does. He'll all right, well, uh, Cowboys win this one 49-17. we got the Panthers coming up this week. Um, you know, we'll, it'll be interesting to, to turn on that tape and see uh, how much better uh, they are than the Giants. Uh, but we'll have a couple more episodes for you guys later this week. Uh, for Brian Broadis, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later.